Welcome into the November 8th episode of the Lockdown Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. Leafs back in action tonight as they host the Vegas Golden Knights going for a fourth straight win. We also got an update, a slight update on the goaltender Ilya Samsonov. And uh, we'll see if we like it or not. But in case we don't, we have thought of a couple of potential goalie trade targets at the Maple Leafs could potentially go after so we'll tell you that we'll tee up tonight's game and go through our three keys as we do before each and every game uh, all that more coming up on today's edition of locked on leaves your locked on maple leafs your daily podcast on the toronto maple leafs part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me, it's my co-host Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. Locked On Leafs is a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free. Wherever you get your podcast from, you can also now catch us up on video on YouTube. Search up Locked On Leafs on YouTube, hit subscribe. Smash that uh, like button, the notification bell, and get new content delivered to you each and every morning, Monday through Friday. All Leafs, all the time, courtesy of Dave and I. And it is a Leafs game day, Dave. The Maple Leafs uh, will be putting that four or that three game winning streak rather to test tonight, going for a fourth straight against the what is the league's best at this point. Vegas Golden Knights, a little bit of a rematch from uh, from last week. So it'll be interesting to see how that kind of goes about for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, but we got a bit of an update on Ilya Samsonov. And uh, so we'll start there with the goaltending situation. It was an off day for the Leafs yesterday. So we'll get more information from Sheldon Keith today. But Darren Dreger, I did hear on TSN, say that uh, Samsonov expected to miss 10 days to two weeks with the knee injury after getting that MRI, um, there's a possibility that Matt Murray could return uh, within that time frame as well. He will hit the ice in practice today, and then we'll see how he feels. He could potentially play one of the back-to-backs this weekend if he's ready for it. Um, but if not, know, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens there. Uh, what, what do you make of, I guess, this new information that you have here, Dave? Yeah, when they put him on injured reserve, I didn't think this like a week seemed like too too short of a time frame, especially with the knee issue. We don't know how to what degree then it is, but yeah, I I didn't expect it to be like one week and he'll be back. I thought it was going to be at least that ten to fourteen days, like probably closer to that fourteen days. You just don't want anything that's going to happen, and then it's it's something that can come back. Right. And you don't want to rush it. I understand that you want to have your best, you know, your your best goaltenders out there. But they have also had a lot of issues in the past where they bring a goalie back. He isn't ready and back on the shelf he goes. And that just does nobody any favors. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't do anyone any any favors. They they need this guy to be healthy, especially since, honestly, they, they can't really trust that Matt Murray is going to be able to stay healthy even when he gets back, right? Like health has always been 
the big downfall of this guy, and he lasted one game in a Maple Leafs uniform before going down to that adductor injury. Um, you know, not to say that we have to write him off for the season or anything like that, but how much trust do you have that he can be a legitimate backup? And, you know, Samsonov, it's 10 to 2 weeks. If it's anything longer than that, if he suffers any sort of setback, now you're looking at Matt Murray and Eric Schalgren as your tandem. I don't know how much I love that. I'll be completely honest with you, Dave. I don't know how much I would love that if that were the case. I think best case scenario, like we said, Samsonov, this 10-day um, window that he's been originally given, I guess, is at least the report from Dreger, is accurate. But if by any any happenstance that this does get extended at all, um, I feel like the least would have to make a move in that and bring in some sort of veteran goaltender uh, somebody who has experience and somebody who can play games and play a bulk of the games just because you really don't have much trust that Matt Murray can stay healthy. And as good as Eric Schalgren has been over the last couple of games, I don't know how much longer he's going to be able to be the guy, right? He's never played like a full slate of NHL hockey games before either. So I feel like a move, depending on the information we get from Samsonov or how his recovery goes, might be in the works. So why don't we come up with maybe three goaltenders each who the least could potentially target should Samsonov um, need a little bit more time off and the Leafs need to go and fill that need on the team. So we've got, we both have three guys who we think could potentially be um, either short or long-term fixes in goal. Why don't you start? Give me your three players. All right, so I'll give you with my. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just start out of the gate with my sh- crapshoot. Don't think it's gonna happen, but I would like it to happen. Potent, you know, if you want someone a little more stable, and that's and that's Semyon Varlamov, mm. guy who's been a starter. Even though he's not the guy anymore in New York, he's still putting up decent numbers, all things considering. And I know he's his play has dipped down a little bit the last few years, but you know. He's still somebody I would trust over a lot of other goalies out there, especially ones that are available. And I mean, I don't see him being a long-term solution in New York, and I don't see him being a long-term solution in Toronto either. But he is a UFA. He does have a pretty hefty price tag. That's why he's kind of my long shot because he it is a five million dollar price tag. But maybe you figure out a way to make the salary work in some way. I don't know. Uh, so that's why he is my third option. It's funny because like if you look at even like rental goalies, this is the probably one of like the thinnest markets. Like I would have said if the Seattle Kraken were actually in a not like if they were like not competing, like they're competing right now. Number two on my list was Martin Jones. Mm-hmm. But like now that I really think about it, like Seattle wants to actually be good this year. Yeah, but they have like three goalies. I feel like one of those three guys, because I think Drieger's coming back um, pretty soon, right? He'll be coming back. They got Joey Decord, who's playing some decent hockey for them as well. I think they could they could move on from uh, a Martin Jones if that means getting some sort of pick or or a B level prospect back. Eh, maybe not a B level, like a B minus C plus, maybe. Yeah, I was gonna say I ain't throwing a lot. I mean, Martin Jones was just signed to a, and the other reason is two million dollars, not bad for a guy that can be a one B option, uh, for you. And 
yeah, I know some people have think of Martin Jones and they're like, eh, Martin Jones can can at least give you a little more confidence that he can stay healthy and give you enough games to be an option. So I'm I'm he was number two and then number one. Hate to say it, but uh, good old James Reimer. He he, yeah. and this is not nostalgia factor. That's he, not even it for me. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. Like, that's for Steve Dangle. That's his he's guy. He's playing well. He's playing well yeah. right now. Out in for uh, guy at San Jose. I mean, San Jose has played better than I expected. A lot of that has to do with Eric Carlson back to being a Norris caliber defenseman right now. But yeah, good. He's the his last like since he's been in San Jose, who have not been a competitive team. He's put up very competitive stats considering what he's had to work with in the past. Um, you know, I, I, I like James Ryan because he's also he's a free agent at the end of the year. Not a very high demanding contract, 2.25 million. Like you can try to find a way to make that work. He knows this market. Justin Hall going back the other way would make that work. Dumb. Yeah. Just saying. Done. Uh, I know he does have a modified no trade clause, if I'm not mistaken. So five, yeah, it's a five team no trade list. So I would be hard pressed if the Maple Leafs are on that list, though. So I yeah. feel like if if the, the two parties want to get something done, I feel as though they would be able to get uh, get a deal done there. Yeah, I know. I think, uh, yeah, that 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 would be the ideal guy because he's a free agent at the end of the year. He's gonna want to secure another deal. He wants to probably. I mean, assuming he's thirty-five, he's not done playing at this stage of his career. So maybe he wants to keep things going. Maybe he likes San Jose so much he'll want to stay there. But San Jose is in no position, I think, to keep a goaltender that could potentially look to move on at the end of the year as well. Yeah, um, I will tell you my three goaltenders in just a moment. James Reimer was one of those guys, so I'll give you some more. Uh, insight as to why I think he could be a good bet for the Maple Leafs to make. And speaking of betting, betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to soccer to basketball, hockey, esports. They got it all over at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those there as well. We're on always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, it's where the game starts. Welcome back into the Lockdown Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. It is a Leafs game day with Toronto hosting the Vegas Golden Knights tonight down at Scotiabank Arena. We'll get to that game in just a moment. But first, I'll give my three goaltenders who I think the Maple Leafs could potentially target if uh, they decide to go out and get another goaltender, if they don't get the right information or they don't get, they don't, what's the word I'm looking for here, the phrase I'm looking for. The news they look for, they yeah, if they'll get the news that they're looking for. Um, when you know they Samsonov gets checked up again in the next couple of days, and it'll be extended past that 10 day mark. And uh, if if Matt Murray's not ready to come, even if Matt Murray is healthy, he's still uh, there's just he might want to have another goaltender in the in the weeds. Um, so I mentioned that I did also have James Reimer on my list. You mentioned it, there is a, a modified no trade list, a five teamer. I would be shocked if Toronto's on that no trade list. I know that he adored his time 
in Toronto. I'm sure he loves being in California in the sun, but at the same time, I know that he did really enjoy being up here and uh, a chance to compete in the playoffs and for Stanley Cup potentially. I, I would think that he'd be willing to make that deal. And at 2.25, it's it's totally reasonable. You know, the Maple Leafs could make that work in a way. Um, so that's that's one name that I thought of. Another name, Jonas Corposalo from the Columbus Blue Jackets. This is another guy who is um, on an expiring deal. Uh, somebody who, you know, there was some expectations once upon a time for him in Columbus, but hasn't really turned out to be the goaltender that they thought he would be over the last couple of years. Uh, his numbers really have taken a hit. Went from being, you know, a 260 goaltender pre-pandemic, since then a 330, and then a 415 goalie last year in 22 games, an 877 save percentage. Why would you want to bring that on? Just to roll the dice. He's at least as somebody who has 183 games experience in the NHL, which is more than Schalger, more than Petrozelli. And he's only making, I believe, $1.3 million is the cap hit there on him. Like I said, it's not a long-term fix, but it's something that you could bring in. And even if you end up you know, rolling with a Samsonov and Matt Murray, you can bury um, most of that $1.3 million contract in the minors and have him as a third goalie. Or I guess he, you know, could get claimed, I suppose. But if he's playing that poorly, maybe nobody wants to take that that deal on. Uh, but that's another goaltender that I thought of. But here's the long shots. You had Simeon Varlamov. I have a, a, a long shot that is a long-term fix for this team in that. Would you like to know who that player is, David? Oh, you, you're like, when, you heard, when I heard a long-term solution, I'm just like, okay. Like, hmm, you have my curiosity right now, so I want to hear this. Thatcher Demko. Thatcher Demko would fix all the goaltending woes here in Toronto. This guy's elite. He's a top five goalie in the league when he's on, and he's withering away in Vancouver right now. I don't know if you heard Jim Rutherford come out and blast his organization, basically, the president over in Vancouver and say, yeah, things need to change. Um, it sounds like he's going to be open for business. And if I'm Kyle Dubas, even if they get good news on Samsonov, good news on Matt Murray, there's any way they could bring in Thatcher Demko, who still has, uh, what, three years at $5 million after this year. So it's four seasons at $5 million bucks. Um, Man, would that ever be one hell of a deal. Uh, if they could try and swing that and bring in Thatcher Demko into this club and really finally solidify that goaltending crease for the first time in who knows how long. So I, I oh, if they could make that work, if Vancouver's in so much disarray that they're willing to literally open shop and trade away everyone and anyone and they're listening on Thatcher Demko, Kyle Dubas needs to, needs to make a phone call. He's got to. Got to do it. I would run. I would sprint. I would do what I would. I would do whatever it took if any inkling that the Canucks would even consider moving Thatcher Demko. Like that would be the dumb. Like teams have made dumb moves, a lot of dumb moves. Vancouver has made a lot of dumb moves with goaltending in the last few years. New Chicago just traded away Alex DeBrinket. That's true. Do you, Do you remember that Vancouver used to have Jacob Markstrom as a as a goaltender on that team? 
I do remember they did have Jacob Markstrom. The thing with them is, like, it, it sounds as though, like, I don't know if you heard Jim Rutherford speak earlier today. Oh, I've heard, um, oh, I've heard Boyle JR. He's not happy. He's not happy. Trader Jim is not happy. And, and he said himself, this is going to be a long process, like a few-year process, not a quick fix based on what's going on there. And if it's not a quick fix, I mean, Thatcher Demko is not getting any younger, right? You could trade him and get pieces. I mean, what do you think it would cost to to acquire a guy like Demko? It would cost a lot. Don't get me wrong. Ooh, it would yeah. cost a lot to acquire Thatcher Demko. But wouldn't it be worth it to finally solidify that goaltending? I mean, of course. My, my thing is, when was the last time a goaltender... Uh, like Thatcher Demko is having a bit of a down year. So, but like you've seen what he's done in the past to know that he is a, he is a top quality goaltender that the Leafs just really don't have in turn. Like Samsonov has been good. We're not saying Samsonov has been bad. It's just, he's got the injury thing. Like he's a little more of an unsure thing than what Thatcher Demko would be. Right. I just don't know when's the last time, like, a goaltender like that has been traded in this point of his career. I, I, I'm trying to think of like a baseline deal for that. It would cost like Vancouver's making that deal. They want like futures and a prospect and something else on top of that. And they, and they just didn't they trade away uh, Di Pietro not too long ago. To like the- Di Pietro, yeah, they did. Like who else do they have in the wings that's like they could look at to kind of Ursa Demko because I don't you're not getting a goaltender back in any deal in my opinion. I don't see a team giving up a goaltender. Maybe there maybe it's a team that has a goaltending prospect that's way down the line. I don't see the least having that goaltending prospect that the Canucks would want. No. But I, I mean, mean if you wanted to include like a Hill to be maybe you could include him in, in a deal, I suppose, just because you know there there is that tie Sweden and what Vancouver writes 2.0 right now with that idea. What's I, that? I, I, we're already going to see this in the comments. Like Vancouver I'm fans. obviously not saying a lot. I know. But you, but if they wanted, Mike, if if somebody, they wanted any goaltending prospect in return, that's the only one that would make sense. On top of a first-round pick, on top of probably Rasmus Sandin, and maybe another piece to go along with that. Like we're, Obviously, we're talking about plus, plus, plus here. Um, it would it would cost a lot. Like it's a guy who's under term for for three years after this. That's four cracks at the cup for that Jordanko. He's um, a first goaltender too. Like yeah. he's he's taken on a bulk. Like he almost willed that team into the playoffs, and I didn't think that team was going to be anywhere close to being a playoff team last year. If you could get them to take on Matt Murray in this deal, I mean, you give up whatever they want. Honestly, if they do Matt Murray and like, I don't know, Matt Murray, two first round picks and Rasmus Sandin for Thatcher Demko, I think I would take that deal. It's a hefty price, but I mean, you're, you're going with the sure thing over the not so sure thing. Like Vancouver's got to be invested into doing that. Jim Rutherford hasn't, he's not a rebuild type of guy. And that's why I didn't like that, that move for them when they brought him in. But the fact that he's saying this is going to take time, I'm like, Jim, you don't really have much time. <laughs> I hate to he say rebuilt, it. He rebuilt in Carolina. He did rebuild in Carolina. And he built that team into a Stanley Cup champion. And then he did the same thing. He didn't 
rebuilt Pittsburgh into a Stanley Cup champion, but he retooled Pittsburgh into a Stanley Cup champion. Um, Point is, if Thatcher Demko is available, which is a massive if, I don't even think he would be. Vancouver would be stupid. Like I said, this is a long shot um, fix here. But just based on the rumblings that we've been hearing over the last uh, last you know twelve hours or so, that Vancouver could be open for business, Thatcher Demko should be a player of interest for Kyle Dubas and the Toronto Maple Leafs, regardless of what happens with Samsonov or Matt Murray. Regardless, they should be looking into something like this. Uh, maybe a Connor Garland could be another player that they could potentially be interested in. Bring Luke Shen into the fold. You know, like there's just a couple of little guys that they could go out and um, go out and grab from Vancouver, maybe if uh, if they are truly open for business. All right, let's uh, let's put a pin on that conversation. It's always fun to have a little speculative trade talk, though. It's been a while since we've been able to do that, but here we are, right? You know, we're kind of getting into the groove of the season. I, where things I just are can't wait to read the comment section after this one. Oh, it's gonna be. Oh lovely. yeah. Comment section is going to be. I wait. All right, we're going to get ripped. Absolutely, especially everyone listening out from Vancouver. Oh, you guys have no idea what's going on. Okay. okay. I watch a lot of Vancouver Canucks games. Sadly, sadly. So, so what? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think um, yeah, we'll 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 put a pin on that. If you got some comments, please leave them in the comment section below. We do read the comments. We love to hear from them, good or bad. Even when we get ripped. We literally sit there, we make fun of each other for it. So it actually provides us with some pretty good content and humor, uh, whatever the comments may be. All right, let's take one more quick break. When we get back, Dave, let's get into tonight's game. All right, let's tee it up. Leafs, Vegas, here in Toronto, looking to make it four wins in a row. But before we do that, and before we get there, let me tell you about one of today's show sponsors, and that is Simply safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but have been putting it off, uh, you'll want to listen up right now. Simply safe. Right now, locked on lease listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for fifty percent off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you don't want to miss it. Uh, Simply Safe was named the best home security system of twenty twenty two by U.S. News and World Report a third year in a row, and in the emergency. 24-7 professional monitoring agencies, fast product technology, exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so that you can get priority police response. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs less than a dollar a day, less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed systems. And with the top-rated Simply Safe app, you can stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere, arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust the settings. Don't waste your chance to say big on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off the new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. This is their biggest discount of the year, so you won't want to wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. We're hosts here at Locked On Leafs, the best and biggest and only, I'm pretty sure, daily uh, Maple Leafs podcast in all the land. So if you are rocking and rolling with us on a daily, uh, thank you so much. We appreciate the support. It's your first time. We also appreciate the support and hope you come back and join us. 
Uh, we do put out new content each and every day, Monday through Friday, all Leafs, all the time. And uh, the Buds are back in action tonight, pal. Um, putting that three-game winning streak on the line. They host the Vegas Golden Knights coming in as the league's best team right now in the National Hockey League. Uh, how you feel going into this one, Dave? You think that the the streak can continue at the rate they're playing, or uh, you little you little worried over there? I mean, this this team is a roller coaster. Like you just you're. I don't know if we're up or down. Like every day, it seems to be different. Yeah. But I, I think seeing what they did the last few games, they're like they just they they seem like the mentality is totally different with this team they're playing with a lot more confidence they did not but the thing is when they played vegas they were coming off a win and i thought that that's what was disappointing is that they just looked so out of it and they had no reason to be out of it so i think they'll they have a better idea of what to expect from vegas this time nothing will surprise them so i'm expecting a much better t- better effort in this game but it is not going to be easy because I know Boston was on a roll and the Leafs beat them. Vegas has been on a roll and beating teams pretty good too. And they also have the confidence knowing that they beat the Leafs pretty handedly the last time. So Toronto's really going to have to step up their game. I think even more so than they have the last few days, especially defensively. That's going to be the biggest uh, question mark. Uh, I know we're going to go through three keys of the game, but like, what I saw out of Vegas the last time they were ready to pounce on any mistake that Toronto made. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they, they, they can't really make mistakes. They got to play a simple game and they got to limit turnovers. Cause that's one thing that Vegas does best is, you know, they got great speed for that counter attack. You turn the puck over on man rushes ensue, and Eric Schalgren's not the guy I want to be defending on man rushes a whole lot, uh, to be quite honest with you. Um, I, I'm curious, though, when it comes to the lineup, right? So we're recording this technically, in, well, Monday night, Tuesday at midnight, realistically. Um, so there was no practice yesterday. By the time most people listen to this, I guess they'll know the answer because practice will be rolling if you're listening in the morning. But I'm curious to get your thoughts on whether or not you would be team keep the lines uh, the way that the game ended after the blender got brought out and Marner was with Tavares and Nylander was with Matthews and, and how that ended up shaking up? Or do you think that Sheldon Keefe should put the lines back together the way the game started with Marner and Matthews together, Nylander and Tavares? If you were the coach, David, how would you be entering this game uh, with the lineup card? I would uh, I, I would keep the lines, not, not keep the lines at the end of the game. I would go back to what you did before with that being a road game they clearly want to go with a different different look mix things up kind of move things around but being at home allows you to control the matchups a little bit more so i think sheldon keith if i know i'm trying to figure out sheldon keith's plans with the lines and it's been (laughs) the toughest thing really because we think one thing and then it's totally different I'm going to assume, to my best of knowledge, that he's going to keep it to what we have seen more so lately, especially what like similar to what we had they had against Boston. Yeah, I I I would think that's the case. Um, you bring up a really strong point, actually. Just the the whole home road starts and the fact that 
at home, you would be able to have a more favorable matchup. If you want to have Matthews and Marner out there together, like for offensive zone starts, and you could be able to, you know, play them against worse or competition, not against the, the opposition's best uh, shutdown pair and shutdown trio. So I suppose in that respect, yeah, you could keep those guys together. But I actually liked what we saw out of, uh, out of that top six group when they got split up. Like I thought that Marner um, and Tavares found a little bit of chemistry. Clearly, like they, they scored a goal, the goal that we saw happen. You know, I saw uh, Nylander, Kerfoot, and, and Matthews looked pretty good together when they were out there in the third period. So I kind of liked what I saw. Um, so I guess I'd be okay with it either way. Uh, so we'll see what ends up happening, I suppose. Um, I don't anticipate any changes to the blue line. I think that'll remain the same because it's back-to-back games where the blue line has, has been pretty good. And I think a lot of it also has to do with the forwards helping support the blue lines. And that's one of my keys to the game. If we roll right into those, it's yeah. continue to support the D, right? The forwards got to continue to support, play a 200-foot game. They got to buy in and they got to go in and, and take away middle ice um, and not allow Vegas to really dictate and, and, and fight for space. They got to go out there and they got to defend uh, the defend the um, defend the house, defend the, the the middle of the ice, and that's not just the the defensemen; it's also the forwards who got to do that too. So uh, that's one of my keys to the game. Uh, what's one of yours? Uh, one of mine is turnovers. Please, yeah. the love of God, do not make it easy on these guys. The like, turnovers out; they've been better at it, but they're still they're still guilty of those turnovers in bad spots. Um, you're not going to be totally clean with the puck, but just don't do it in an area that's going to, you know, you're going to regret later in the game. And they had too many of those against Vegas, in my opinion. Uh, so that, and that's going to continue to be one of my keys to the game, almost against any team <laughs> at this point with the Leafs, because it puts the defense in a bad spot um, when the forwards or the defensemen are giving up the puck a little too easily. Yeah, uh, I, I I think that's a good call, a good call to uh, to try and limit the turnovers. Vegas, um, one of the other ones I have is is try and, and make good on the special teams uh, opportunities that you get because that is surprisingly for a team that's eleven and two and at the top of the league in the standings, their special teams aren't great. They're not terrible, but they're not great. The power play ranked just thirteenth, and the penalty kill ranked twentieth in the National Hockey League, killing off at just a 76% rate. I think you look at the power play, if they can score a goal in this game or maybe even two goals in this game, that'll give them a great opportunity to go out there and try and win this thing. Um, but, and conversely, you limit Vegas once they get on the power play. And uh, hopefully at that point, you're happy with yourself and uh, you can end up coming away with the win. Uh, so I think special teams are going to be – really key in this game as well yeah and uh, special teams are gonna be key and i think getting into those tough scoring areas like we talked about like austin matthews not really having a shot on goal against carolina and you look at how he played against boston like one of the goals he scored it was literally right in front of the net you got to get to those tough scoring areas vegas is not going to make it easy. You know, Bruce Cassidy knows exactly what to expect from this Leafs team. So you have to you have to fight for the spaces that you want. And I think that's allowed for better 
I think there's been a big difference in the Leafs game is they're trying to get to those tough areas to score. They're getting those rebounds. They're getting those high danger uh, scoring chances, high percentage plays. So they got to continue to work at that. Uh, yes, completely agree. Um, I got sidetracked for half a second there. There is, okay. the, I don't even know if we want to go down, down this road right now. There is a article that was written by the hockey writers. Oh no, please. I seen this one. No, don't do it. No, do we, I feel like we, okay. It's, it's, I'll tell you the title guys. It's called potential trade ideas to send Jack Campbell back to the Maple Leafs. Yeah. I don't think anyone in Toronto wants Jack Campbell. Back the way that guy's playing. Jack Campbell wasn't even a name to even consider to trade for when we were doing those trade proposals. There's a reason. Like, no. Like, there's you, multiple you, reasons. Not a well, reason. There are multiple reasons. One being he's been quite literally, like, this isn't even hyperbolic. Go look in the underlying numbers. The worst goalie in the National Hockey League. The worst goalie in hockey. And he's got five years left at $5 million on that contract. No, thanks. I'll pass. I will pass. I'll go three weeks with Eric Schalker. That's my number one. Uh, before, before bringing in uh, Jack Campbell and that contract. Pass. Yeah. Uh, Oilers fans, you were all talking about how, oh, the Leafs, why are they letting such a good goalie go away? Yeah. I don't think uh, I don't think you're uh, I don't see many Oilers fans sticking it to Leafs fans after uh, after what we've seen there. I was trying to remember what some of the articles I remember seeing from when the Oilers made that signing. Um, I I, I mean, <sighs> I, I just did. Uh, he's in such a bad place right now. Um Personally, it's tough to watch in terms of with Campbell because he called his performance pathetic. Yeah, the other day, and we know in Toronto he's been hard. He's always the guy that's been hard on himself. Um, but I, I just remember that after the after that off season that Dealers had, um, <laughs> like they were talking about Stanley Cup for this team, and I'm like, well, yeah, the goaltender you picked up hasn't won past the first round of the playoffs. Good luck with that one. Like, well, he he wasn't the problem. Realistically, well, the only the, problem, the time he played well was the playoffs. Funny enough, it was prior to the playoffs where he was completely junk. So you um, mean like the entire <laughs> 2022 regular season, like the back half from Christmas onward, completely junk. Um, he was an 877 goaltender, an 880 goaltender. That's exactly what he's been to start the year in, in Edmonton. Shocker, shocker, my friends. Um, anyways, we got a dump on uh, we got a dump on, want to dump on him because you know what? He got offered exactly what he wanted in free agency. You take that deal anytime you're offered it. I mean, hey, he's happy, he's got 25 million dollars coming to him over the next four or five years. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's upset clearly because he he wears his heart on his sleeve and you know, he's a competitor, he clearly cares, but you know, at least. He'll have a mansion to go home to to go home and cry to, <laughs> right? He left Toronto. He wanted to go for the money. He didn't want to play for the better team. He wanted to go for the money, 
and the term. And you can't fault him for that. Absolutely cannot fault him for that. Um, but then we can't sit here and also, you know, cry over the guy. I think we're having, you know, potential doomsday scenarios where we have to find, at least have to find a goaltender. So. Yeah, that should tell you that should tell you enough about how we feel about Jack Campbell that he he's not even a thought of uh, of, of goalies to bring back in here. Anyways, uh, let's uh, put a bow on that one. That kind of ended up going wayside, but the newest yeah, just yeah, let me know. Does do the Leafs continue their winning streak tonight, Dave? I do. They've they actually I I was trying to find it I couldn't find their record against the Vegas Golden Knights at home but they've been a very good team against Vegas generally. Um, I can tell you that in just a moment. I was trying to find that stat. Like I I found like their overall record at home. So so at home, um, they've won four nothing, two one. 3-1, 4-3. So I believe they're 4-0 at home against Vegas. I thought it. I just couldn't figure out. The, I, I, I just couldn't find the stat. So Yes, if this is, uh, if this is correct. Because they don't play Vegas that much at home. Yeah, Golden Knights are 0-4. Yeah. At, uh, well, no, they play once a year, right, in each other's building. So this will be the fifth time since Vegas' inception that they'll be at Scotiabank. And uh, they've yet to, to pick up a victory here. Toronto's done a pretty good job, um, but Toronto's never, Vegas has never been this good. I would say, like this team is solid. Talent, talent wise, solid. I don't think they have been this good. And some people will will scoff like, well, I mean, they did go to the Stanley Cup final. That team did not have the talent that this team has. No. The only thing that team has that this team doesn't have is a bona fide starter in net, in my opinion. I mean, they, they don't have that. If they were going to expect that it was Robin Leonard that was going to carry the torch for them, it's not. But they're still a top team in the league despite of that, and that tells you how much talent this team has. Dude, yeah, it does. And they, they just completely buy in, and, and it's just team defense. Like Both those goalies, Logan Thompson, I believe, is going to start tomorrow. I mean, either, either goaltender starts tomorrow, and the Leafs have themselves uh, – some troubles, but Logan Thompson has been the number one. A he's six and two on the year and nine thirty four save percentage. Aiden Hill yet to lose a game five and zero with a nine twenty five save percentage. So, um, yeah, not not as big, uh, not as not as many question marks in goal out in Vegas as there are here in Toronto, which is funny considering it's Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson, two guys who also have not been not even one B's in their careers, let alone, um, you know, having to share a one, a one B role together and, and being a tandem. But I mean, I, 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 it'll be tough. It'll be tough for them to pull out the victory, but if they do, if they pull out the win, that's a, that's a statement, man. That's a statement. The same week you go out, you get a dub against Boston, a gutsy win against Carolina, and then you go out, you get yourself a win against uh, against the eleven and two league leading Vegas Golden Knights. Man, that would look real nice, real nice on the calendar to start the month of November. Hot four and zero to start November. Would love Especially it after the dumpster fire of October. Yes, absolutely. Hot November, baby. Hot November. 
It's always been that way with Toronto. They always have a hot November. Remember Freddie November? Oh, yes. And then you had Jack Campbell last year getting like second star honors in November. Always, always a hot November. So I think the Leafs, uh, we'll see if they can keep it going. All right, that'll do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcast platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. Go ahead, leave a like and a comment down below as well. Uh, we'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll recap the game against the Golden Knights. We'll see if they can push it to four in a row. Enjoy the game tonight, folks. Puck drop at seven. Uh, until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.